1: 9 o'clock as we begin on this Tuesday morning, the 19th morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Feels like a Monday for so many of us who had President's Day off yesterday. Hopefully you spent it wisely. I did. Uh, but because we did not have a program yesterday, we have a lot of news to catch up on today. Uh, the last time we spoke live with one another on Friday, we were listening to the President of the United States as we carried live his address from the Rose Garden announcing his plans for uh, the border security wall, announcing that he was going to sign the bill, which, of course, he did, which is a devastating, devastating, let me say it a third time, devastating piece of legislation, one that he absolutely should have vetoed, but he didn't, so we now charge forward, uh, having even more obstacles to overcome. But then he also, of course, made clear his uh, intent to declare a national emergency, which he has done, and he's now being sued by 16 states, the the uh, federal government being sued by 16 states to stop the national emergency and the contingency plans for that emergency, such as pooling together funds from various government agencies in order to construct the border wall. So uh, that's what happened the last time we spoke and since the last time we spoke, and we need to address that today. We certainly will. Uh, Peter Kirsten I will be joining me at about 10.05, 10.08, somewhere in that neighborhood, and we're going to talk about that with him. But I want to start today's program Talking in small, uh, you know, on a micro level about Jesse Smollett. Jussie Smollett is the uh, actor uh, on the TV show Empire. I don't know what network it airs on. Uh, it's a cable network. Um, I just don't know which one. Um, a premium network, I guess I should say. I think it is anyway. I've never seen an episode. And to be quite frank, I've never heard of Jussie Smollett, at least until about two weeks ago. Um, maybe three weeks ago. I want to talk about him on a micro level, and I want to talk about what he represents, however, on a much larger level. Justice Smollett's hoax hate crime, which is being discovered and uncovered uh, and revealed every single day, more information is gleaned uh, about this um, horrific hoax hate crime that he fabricated. And I don't know if you want all of the details. Uh, it, it, late late last month, uh, Jesse Smollett again, the actor on this uh, TV show Empire that I have never seen and a, an actor that I had never heard of before, uh, proclaimed that he was assaulted and beaten uh, on a Chicago street by two white but masked red hat wearers, meaning MAGA hat wearers who assaulted him, put a rope around his neck to simulate a noose, and poured some kind of substance on him, possibly bleach, while shouting, this is MAGA country, and other slurs aimed at his ethnicity and his sexuality, because he is black and he is openly gay. It was a hate crime committed by these two white Trump supporters at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago, at a time in which it was minus 30 to minus 50 on the windchill uh, uh, readings. Two o'clock in the morning, they just happened to be out wandering with rope bleach and encountering a gay black guy that they could assault. The story was trash from the beginning because of its implausibility. That did not stop the media from jumping in with both feet. It did not stop liberal Democrat politicians, including a handful of presidential candidates, from jumping in with both feet. This is what you get in Trump's America, they screamed. This is a byproduct of hatred from the White House, they shouted. This is what happens when a vice president like Mike Pence is allowed to hate all his life and be rewarded for it. They shouted, that's right, they blame Pence, some of them anyway, as much as Trump. Because Mike Pence is a Christian, and he goes to a church that believes, as the Bible suggests, that um, homosexuality is a sin. And so therefore he is hateful, and therefore beating up gay people is approved by the vice president. These are literally the things that have been said. This is Trump's America in 2019, where gay black people are targeted because of their sexuality and their skin color. This is what they've been told, or this is what they want us to believe. Now, this happened literally immediately after the report. Despite all kinds of holes in his story, and I mean all kinds of holes in his story, despite his lack of cooperation with police who had begun an investigation his refusal to turn over his cell phone. He claimed he was on the phone with his manager while walking back from Subway at 2 a.m., and the manager heard the screams and the slurs. So the police said, let's have that phone so we can check that out. Nope. Eventually gave them some very heavily redacted phone records, which told them nothing. So I I don't want to do all of the details, Suffice it to say, Chicago police began the investigation as a potential hate crime and treated Jussie Smollett, the actor, as a victim. It didn't take very long before they began to suspect, because none of the circumstances added up to suspect that he wasn't a victim, that he was the perpetrator of a crime, the perpetrator of a hoax. So for the better part of three weeks now, Chicago police has had to commit some dozen or so experienced police officers and detectives to solving this the, the mystery of this terrible crime, if it was indeed a crime. They have spent hundreds of man-hours searching for two um, criminals who beat this man at 2 o'clock in the morning in, in uh, the city of Chicago. Hundreds of man-hours trying to solve this crime. Like I said, it did not take long for them to realize they were looking in the wrong place. They did find two individuals who were persons of, of interest in the case, and in fact, they arrested them and spoke with them to find out if they did do this. They eventually released them. They released them when they started to cooperate and say, "Yeah, we uh, we helped Jesse stage this thing. He paid us money to do it." These two men, by the way, are not white. MAGA wearers they're two giant bodybuilding black guys that Jesse Smollett wanted us to believe that he was able to fight off in order to get back to his apartment and call police but anyway I've already given you too many details because that's not the story that's that's the micro part of it I suppose. Police are now, uh, in fact, prosecutors in Chicago are impaneling a grand jury, and a grand jury is going to decide whether or not Jesse Smollett should be true billed and face charges for filing a false report uh, about this uh, hoax hate crime. Uh, it is probably what will happen. There will be no punishment, however, if he, he faces one to three years. He faces one to three years in prison and a $25,000 fine for filing a false police report. That's because it's a felony for In Illinois to do this but according to almost every legal expert the fact that he doesn't have a record means when it's all said and done the most he'll get is probation but it's not about just the police work it's not just about the hours that uh, man hours that have been spent in a very violent city by the way hours that that could have been spent trying to solve actual crimes to bring real bad people off the streets in Chicago All of these police resources were diverted to go and chase a phantom, a hoax crime. It's not just about that. What I want to talk about with you is about the bigger picture, about what this means in America. There are forces at work in our country, my friends, whose sole intention is to destroy and to divide there are forces at work here who truly believe that the United States of America, as she was founded, the United States of America, in all of her liberty, the greatest nation human civilization has ever produced, the nation that people in poorer and in less free countries around the globe are dying to get into and become a part of is under attack by forces who would have her destroyed because of white privilege, because of the perceived patriarchy, another thing they like to call it, because of wealth, because of inequality as they see it. They are trying to destroy a country by, by using really the only method that one can. Divide and conquer. Divide the United States along racial lines. Proclaim the United States' leadership, President Trump, to be a racist himself. Forcing people who realize the insanity of such claims to come to his defense. Then call them racists as well. They're racists, just like he is. That's why they support him. Now, how are we going to get people to believe this? How are we going to make these cretins feel the pain? We can't just say they're racists. We have to provide examples of their racism. And the best way to provide those examples, since they are so tiny and few and far between in reality, is to create some infantasy. To create those crimes. Create those examples. And what we have found out is that Jussie Smollett is not unique. Jussie Smollett is not special. Jussie Smollett's hoax hate crime isn't an outlier. Jussie Smollett's hoax hate crime is just the latest in a very long list of hoax hate crimes that have been that have been perpetrated since donald trump became the president this is an ongoing attempt to divide the country along racial lines and ideological lines so that it can be destroyed tell you a few things I could do without. I could do without lies. I could do without phony hate crimes. I could do without people intentionally trying to divide. I could do without people trying to target others simply for their differing political beliefs. Trying to turn the rage of America in the victimhood mentality that this country has adopted against the perceived or the alleged perpetrators of crimes against those victims, I could do without that. When the story first broke and Jussie Smollett claimed he was attacked, there was no corroborating evidence, but that did
0: not stop or even slow down the rush to judgment. 2020 Democratic presidential candidates weighed in immediately. Senators Cory Booker and Kamala Harris both called it, quote, an attempted modern-day lynching. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand said, quote, we are all responsible for condemning this behavior and every person who enables or normalizes it. And freshman Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted, quote,
1: this attack was not possibly homophobic, it was a racist and homophobic attack. The hoax attack itself, as I said a moment ago, is, is not unique. The hoax, the fake, the, the phony uh, hate crime, it's not unique. It is simply a little bit larger. Like I said before the break, it's just the latest in a long, long line of them since Donald Trump became president as people tried to demonize Trump, Pence, and Trump-Pence supporters. MAGA hat wearers. Target them. They're the ones to blame. They're the ones who foster hate. They're the ones who would carry out these, these terrible things. It's much, much more than that. Jesse Smollett, is so much of a larger figure because of his status as a celebrity, quasi-celebrity, as it were, because nobody knew of him, unless you watch Empire, the name of that show, which, again, I had never seen before. But it's enough to gain the attention of the political elite, as you just heard in that clip. It's enough to gain the attention of the presidential candidates. And the worst part about it all isn't the hoax itself. It's the fact that, that even after the hoax has been exposed, even after Jesse Smollett is has been announced as a suspect in a hoax hate crime rather than uh the alleged victim of a hate crime, which is now the focus of the Chicago police, rather than the same individuals who said it's up to everyone to condemn such attacks, rather than them saying it's up to everyone now to condemn Jesse Smollett and those who would perpetrate such a hoax on the American people. Instead, they're saying, well, just because it didn't happen to Jussie doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Just because the boy cried wolf this time doesn't mean there isn't really a wolf. There are still a whole lot of red hat wearing racists and homophobes out there committing these crimes on a regular basis. That's been their response. And that's as troubling as anything. Again, I do want to hear from you, but I'm a little short on time. We're going to get news now. You can join us right after the news on AM fourteen twenty. com.
0: Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on
1: AM 1420, The Answer. Are you... Kind of starting to understand the bigger picture here. You know, some may just say, "Well, Jesse Smollett made up a story. Jesse Smollett lied. Um, he should pay a fine, and let's let's get on with it." Some would be wrong. Some would be missing the bigger picture. This is again not a unique story. It is just the latest story. Jesse Smollett. Demanding justice, going on Good Morning America and putting on fake tears. He's an actor, after all. With Robin Roberts talking about how PO'd he is. That A, he was attacked, and B, that people don't believe him. Telling them he wants justice. Telling him how he fears uh, being black and gay in America under the Trump administration. It's not that. It's the fact that so many others are willing to spread that lie. Political elite, media elite, and beyond. This is just the latest. The Daily Caller has done yeoman's work here and put out for us, as of yesterday, actually, on President's Day, a list of the hoax hate crimes that have been reported in this country and proven to be hoaxes in the Trump era. This is just since President Trump became President Trump. A few of them. Anti-Muslim hate crime in Michigan turned about to be a hoax. Muslim woman at the University of Michigan received national attention from national outlets like the Washington Post, who jumped on this as being true, claiming a drunk uh, 20-something-year-old man threatened to light her on fire if she didn't remove her hijab. The university condemned the hateful attack. It turned out to be a hoax. But not before. The political elite and the media elite declared this to be Donald Trump's fault. Why? He wanted a Muslim ban. Donald Trump hates Muslims, he wants to ban them from coming into the country. That's empowering people to attack Muslims. Do you see how this works? And what's the end result of that? Demonization of Trump supporters. Because we're all, if you wear a red hat, you must be like that. Also November of 2016, bisexual man on North Park in uh, North Park University claimed to be the target of hateful notes and emails uh, from Trump supporters following Trump's election. Fabricated. He wrote them himself. Gas station racism goes viral, then police debunk it in Philadelphia, November sixteen. Completely faked and staged. White men rob Muslim woman of her hijab and wallet. Never happened in Lafayette, Louisiana. She made the whole thing up. I'm not going to read the entire report from the Daily Caller to you for you to understand. What we are talking about here, though, but this is so much larger than just Jussie Smollett. It's so much larger than just the Covington kids. That was also reported as a hate crime, that they cornered this defenseless Indian elder, a Native American elder who was just beating his drum and, and and expressing his culture, and they surrounded him, and they harassed him, and they called, yelled, build the wall at him, and they smirked at him, and so on and so forth. It is so much bigger than any one of those, because together these all equal a massive pattern of division and destruction in the United States. If we can tear down the United States as it exists, we can rebuild it in the model that we want it. And if you're looking for the model, look no further than AOC. Alexandria Calibundio-Cortez, look for the new model. Bernie Sanders is in now. He announced his candidacy. He is her mentor. The model is there, but they have to destroy what we have first. How better to destroy? Divide and conquer. Divide and separate out those Trump supporters from the rest of America. Tear them down. Tear them apart. And you win. David is in LaGrange. I promise I'd go to the phones. Let's do that. You're on AM 1420. The answer. David, go right ahead.
2: Yes, Bob, with this latest hoax, I think this is a desperation of the Democrat Party, of the media. And Hollywood. I lump the media and Hollywood together. They both have a, you know, what would you say, a stage? For they are the same.
1: Yeah, they they are the same. Celebrities are given as much credibility as journalists are because there's really not much difference between them because journalism is dead. But, yes, I agree with you.
2: I think this is a sign of desperation. I think this is to keep their base, you know, interested in, just to keep their base. And they they can't attack Trump on the economy, you know on on you know his spending on the military, taking care of veterans. They just have to, let's say, a hoax, and it just show, it, show, it just shows their desperation, and if they didn't the Democrats didn't have their media, I think the Democrat Party would be in big trouble
1: i I agree with a lot of what you're saying, David, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree with the desperation part. Um, I don't think it's desperation. I think it's planning. I think it's long-term planning and it's long-term strategizing, which usually isn't born out of desperation. It's born out of um, uh, you know, uh, a desire to change the country as it exists. I, 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 so I, I mean, yeah, I do think they're desperate. To beat Donald Trump, I do think they're desperate to stop the uh, you know the growth that we have been able to achieve in the two years since Trump took over. I think they are desperate uh, to stop the GDP from expanding the way that it is, because if it does continue to grow, Trump is going to be that much harder to beat. So they do want to hurt our economy. I do think they want to stop the job growth. I do think they want to import more illegal aliens who can vote. Uh, because um, and yes, because that's why they oppose voter ID laws. I, I think all of that is true. There is desperation, but I don't think that it, that what the what we are seeing right now is born of desperation. I think this is a long plan, long game plan, that they are demonizing people who wear red caps or people who just express support for Donald Trump or even people like Vice President Mike Pence. Mike Pence is just simply a. Christian who goes to a church and whose wife works at a school that teaches Christianity teaches the Bible and does not believe that homosexuality as a life choice is something that should be celebrated Um, they decided that means he's responsible for people beating up gay people he's responsible for Trump supporters beating up homosexuals and the homophobia that pervades the country they use these things to try to what Bully people into silence to marginalize Trump supporters, to marginalize conservatives. Silence them on college campuses, expose them for the bad things that they do. And if they're not doing bad things, which they're not, invent bad things, fake crimes, fake situations that we can then blame on them. We have to marginalize them, keep them in the corner. Then they'll be less likely to fight back. And when they can't fight back, what can we do then? If they can't fight back, we can remake the country in the image we want. This Jesse Smollett thing you might just think is some desperate, lonely uh, actor seeking attention, seeking to expand his brand. Because certainly there is something to that. Jesse Smollett, if he was able to pull off this hoax, gets to be a victim. There are few things, few statuses in America today that carry more weight than victim status. If you are seen as a victim, you're almost a hero. Oh my God, you got raped? You're awesome. I love you. I am so with you. We 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 feel your pain. You are you, you're celebrated because you especially if you were raped and you were able to, to bring your attacker to justice. You got mugged by a guy in a, in a red cap. Oh my God, you're awesome. Oh, uh, thank you. So glad you're strong enough to have survived that. You got uh, uh, um, uh, 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 accused of, uh, of intimidating, or excuse me, you were intimidated rather by a group of high school kids wearing red caps. You're awesome, Nathan Phillips. You're amazing. We treated Christine Blase Ford, who never did get raped or sexually assaulted, as if she was a hero just because of the allegation of victimhood. Nathan Phillips, the phony uh, stolen valor Vietnam guy uh, who, who claimed that the Covington kids did these things to him, he's a hero to the left. Jesse Smollett got beat up uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning by a couple of white guys in red hats who put a noose around his neck. Oh, my God, you're a hero. We celebrate victims in this country. And Justice Smollett's career, if he, had been, if he had been able to pull this off without getting caught, his career would have been advanced. People would have said Justice Smollett, they would have cast him in more and more pro shows and movies because he's a hero. He's the gay black guy that survived an encounter with white hatred and homophobia. That kind of victim status means a lot in this country. And that's the problem. That is the problem, and that's why more and more of these things are going to be alleged and staged, and they're going to just try to do a better job. Jesse Smollett, by the way, for uh, his elaborate ideas, is really, really poor at carrying them out because this is one of the worst hoaxes that you've ever seen, so easily to, uh, easily disproven. Another David, this time in uh, Rocky River on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, David, go ahead.
2: Okay, I'll preface my remarks. I, I, I was a victim of black and white crime several decades ago. Let's forget that. Uh, You're not a hero, though. No, I'm not a hero. I'm not claiming to be a hero. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm playing along with the,
1: the line that I was just two using people
2: there. Yeah. Who, two people who robbed me scared the hell out of me. But anyway, let's forget that. Uh, you listen to possibly the 10 or 12 most prominent sp- black speakers in America today who have the biggest black audiences. What are they preaching? We hate whitey. Okay. What are we, we hate whitey.
1: Yet, I I don't exactly know that that's white true, white 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 David. Before you continue, David, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: I'm not talking about people I honor, like like uh, intelligent blacks. I'm talking the ones that are speaking to the ghetto crowd.
1: Yeah, but even and even, even sure. but, but but even those. I mean, I'm I'm not hearing we hate whitey. What I am hearing is is whitey hates us, and therefore, exactly. well, and therefore, and we eyes. are victims, and we enjoy victim status uh, because right. that's that's right. what white privilege means. We're we're not white. We don't have the privilege of being liked by everybody the way white people do. We don't have the privilege of being liked by white America. They have privilege. They take care of one another. We don't enjoy that, and therefore we're victims. I I, I, I just I, I just I take issue a little bit with the phrasing that you're using. I understand. There. We're okay.
2: picked on, in other words.
1: Yes, we're picked on and we're victimized because of our color, because of our sexual orientation, exactly. because of our religion, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Exactly. I'm, I'm sick of it, and like I say. I, I know a fair number of black people who I respect who go to work every day and they live in in the some of the very rough neighborhoods of the east side I feel sorry for these people because they are they had they can't go out at night they're afraid for their lives these people have made something of themselves God bless them I feel sorry for them because they pay their taxes they go to work I again like I say God love them I pray for people like that because they have something to themselves. So, like I said, you heard what I had to say. I'm not gonna. Yeah. You gotta, no, no, okay.
1: I, I do understand, David, and I'll tell you this. I'm, I'll say about that. Thanks for the phone call. Um, of course, there are. I, I I can't even obviously put a put a percentage on it, but the vast majority, I think, of people. I don't care if you live in an impoverished neighborhood or a wealthy neighborhood or a black neighborhood or a white neighborhood or a mixed ethnicity neighborhood are good people but it's the it's the it's the bad among them that make them fear a fearful for their own safety and for their own lives and when they can't get out of their own current situations they're the ones who suffer because of it that's why the statistics are what they are in terms of the amount of violent crimes committed who they're committed against and by whom This is, you know, in the numbers, we've talked about them countless numbers of times, and I don't want to go through all of that again. But but the point to that is, yes, there are a lot of bad people in a lot of bad places, and we know that there are crimes that are going to be committed, and they should be dealt with swiftly, and they should be dealt with harshly. What we don't need is phony crimes, manufactured crimes, not because, or specifically, I should say, because of the political ramifications, Trying to strike out at people based on who they support politically for the purpose of hurting that politician. They're trying to strike out at Trump supporters for the purpose of hurting Trump. Trying to strike out at conservatives for the purpose of hurting conservative politicians that they support. That's what this has, all, has been all about. And again, the more they can bully them and intimidate them into silence, the better, better chance they have of remaking the country that they just do not like. David, thanks for the call. 216-9010945, 1110 We'll get back to your calls right after this on AM1420, The Answer. All right, 955, continuing our discussion of uh, not just hoax hate crimes, not just celebrity wannabes like Jesse Smollett, who are using these things, I think, tried to use this to advance his career uh, while taking a bite out of a president he hates. By the way. Uh, Jussie Smollett does indeed hate the president legitimately. That part is not a hoax. He has tweeted some of the most vile things that you can think of at the president of the United States and his supporters. So make no mistake about it. His, his hoax here was not, does not include his ideology. That's legitimate and real. It is serious. What he did to try to hurt the president that he hates so much while advancing his own career, I believe, is, of course, where the hoax comes in. But it's it's not just about Jussie Smollett perpetrating the hoax. It is the way the media was so quick to jump on this. It's as if all of the media in the mainstream forgot about the word alleged. The word alleged, or allegedly, has been a staple of good journalism in the history of history. Okay, until you know, I mean, they'll even say somebody, a school shooter who is, ki- who is killed in the course of his terrible act of shooting kids is still called the alleged shooter. They use the word alleged until some court uh, has decided, okay, this person is guilty or was guilty. The word "alleged" is all. People are never presumed to be guilty until there is actual physical evidence presented in a court of law that has determined that. But in this case, they forgot about the word "alleged." Nope, Jussie Smollett was attacked. Jussie Smollett is the victim of a hate crime. Jussie Smollett. The Mia is 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 the, the bigger fish here than Jesse Smollett in terms of, of, of uh, perpetrators of crimes. They're the bigger fish. He is kind of, this is a, a, a mafia family. He's at capo level here. The media, to me, they're the dons. They're the ones who literally are running the show. They took Jussie Smollett's case, brought it immediately, because why did they, let me ask you this. Why was the media so quick to believe this that this actually happened and the answer is simple because they wanted it to be true they want it to be real they wanted to believe this that trump supporters are this bad they're this evil they're this hateful they're this racist they're this homophobic they wanted it to be true so bad they just said let's roll with it and then when it wasn't they changed the story to well, maybe Jesse Smollett didn't uh, get beat up, but you know, there are a lot of gay and black people who do. So the story remains. Trump people, Trump supporters are evil. It's, it's, it's criminal. It just really is criminal. And I mean that quite literally. There should be punishments for not only Jesse Smollett, but for the media that advanced his uh, phony tale. TJ, go ahead.
3: Yeah, you know, Bob, when this Jesse Smollett said it's uh, fearful to be black and gay in America. Well, you know, a case can be made, it's kind of fearful to be white in America now. And all you have to do is look in our own... Especially if you wear a red hat. Yes. But just in the last week alone, a woman raped and assaulted in a parking garage downtown, a woman assaulted at Tri-C, an 83-year-old man murdered in Independence, all black on white crimes. And I don't hear anything about the media coming out yelling racism, hate crimes. If you look at the statistics, it's very rare, very rare, a white person assaults a black person, very rare. But it's not rare for black-on-black black assault and murder and black-on-white. And the media has just spun this completely around that it's the opposite.
1: That's because nobody wants to hear that, TJ. Nobody wants to hear those statistics are very easily provable, verifiable, and sourceable. You, you are 100% right. 90-plus percent of the crimes committed against black people are committed by black people. Likewise, 90% of the crimes committed against white people are by white people because people generally commit crimes in the same socioeconomic and demographic groups in which they live, right? That's, just, that's reasonable and common-sensible. Most black people who commit crimes commit them against other black people. Most white people who commit crimes commit them against other white people. But when you do see the crossover... When you do see the interracial crimes committed, especially violent ones, the statistics, again, are provable. This isn't, this isn't something that's conjecture. The statistics are very easily provable. That yes, there are far more white victims of black crime than there are black victims of white crime in America. And that's in large part because, and this is a sad but true fact, and we've discussed this with Heather McDonald and others who have done all of the numbers and done all of the research in the federal databases and so on and so forth, the fact of the matter is that more than 50% of the violent crimes, particularly homicides in this country, are committed by 13% of the population. And that's the black population. But no one wants to report on that. Why? Because it sounds awful. It sounds awful. And the one thing I don't want to do is do what Jussie Smollett just tried to do to white Trump supporters, demonize an entire population of people. I won't do that to black America. But Jussie Smollett and the mainstream media are certainly just fine with doing that to white America, especially white conservative America. Peter Kirsten now joins us after this on AM 1420.